how can you improve your copywriting skills and what are some ways that you can improve them where you see immediate payoff? That's what I'm going to get into today. Guys, I'm Christine. I'm a freelance copywriter and I teach other freelance copywriters how to use LinkedIn to land high paying clients and build their full-time freelance business so that they don't have to work their nine to five or for <laughs> working for a terrible boss. Anyway, let's go. Let's get into how we can improve your copywriting skills. Step one is always start with the end in mind. Do your research first. So in copywriting, there's no such thing as writer's block. There's no such thing as staring at a blank screen. It just doesn't need to happen because copywriting is a formulaic form of writing. It's not poetry. It's not fiction. You're not searching for inspiration. It is starting with a problem, with a goal, and doing research on it and formulating either a post or an email or anything like that. So a lot of people talk about copywriting formulas, right? I don't write a ton of ads or a very direct response type copywriting, so I never bothered so much with the formula, but the the heart of every formula is mostly going to be just starting with the customer's problem. You have to know your audience so you can understand what their problem is and what they're trying to solve. My writing process, it usually begins just by like copying and pasting ideas onto a Google Doc and letting my ideas formulate that way. And the reason I copy and paste is not because I'm plagiarizing. It's actually words that I'll never wind up even using. Of course, you have to write your own original work. But if I have an outline and I copy and paste a bunch of stuff, I'm just not staring at a blank screen, which makes things so much easier. And when you have a bunch of ideas already on paper, the writing part becomes so much more easy and your ideas become organized. So every piece of writing I do, it starts with an outline and that starts with research. So that's number one. Start your writing process with research. A lot of people jump right into the writing process. I know when I was a beginner, I definitely did this. I just wanted to start writing and doing research and taking a step back and doing preparation. I was like too anxious for that. So pause and do your research, create an outline first, copy and paste some ideas, get a, a really, really rough draft, a scrap document, get some notes going, and that's going to help your writing become so much more organized and your writing process will become so much easier. So that brings me to step number two. We're talking about problems, right? Knowing what problem you're trying to solve and why you're writing the piece to begin with. Well, that requires you to know your audience. So you should never agree to write copy unless the client gives you a target persona. That is the number one most important piece of information you need to find out from your client is who is the audience for this product? Who is the audience for this specific email? The more thoroughly you understand a target persona, which basically means the person you're writing to, your writing is going to be a lot more effective. It's going to be very targeted. So never start writing until you write with a person in mind, a person that you are speaking to, and that will make your writing way more effective. Now, 
Step number three is to write how you speak. So regardless of your niche, if you are writing for the internet, you're going to need to write in a very understandable way and you're actually going to have to write at a seventh or eighth grade level. When it comes to copywriting and content writing, simple is always better. You want to avoid using big words and or maybe trying to sound sophisticated and impress people with big words. There is this saying in sales and marketing, if you confuse, you lose. So remember that writing is, especially you know, copywriting and content writing, it's meant to persuade and gain trust. It's, it's not meant to position you higher and not to impress. It's to gen, like genuinely be able to communicate and connect with them. And most marketers are really focused right now on becoming an authority in their industry. And while that's a worthwhile cause, it's definitely the huge driver behind content marketing. Don't let being an authority confuse you into thinking that you need to write in a complicated way or that you need to sound really smart. That is not the goal. Being an authority just means that you can prove that you have a lot of information, a lot of knowledge on a topic, and that you can communicate it really succinctly and clearly. And it's really hard to wrap your mind around that idea because we're so used to, I guess, professors being authorities. And I know for me as an English major, writing very academic style papers and reading very dense um, pieces of work, very complicated where you're, you know, I'm having to look up every third word and can barely understand this academic style of writing. That is not how we write for the internet. That is not how we persuade. So in general, people relate to people who speak like they do. So if you want to connect with an audience, you have to simplify your language But you also have to try to adopt the language and tone so you can write the way these people speak. So finding creative ways to eavesdrop on your target audience and really learn the way that they speak, whether that's going to forums, going on Facebook, like find ways that you can digitally eavesdrop and see what words do they use and what is their tone? Do they use a lot of exclamation points and certain punctuation? Do they use certain slang? Do they use certain abbreviations? When you can study the target persona or the person that you are writing to, your audience, this in-depth understanding really allows you to connect with them through your writing and your writing will improve and be super effective. Number four is to be as succinct as possible. Now, there's this saying in fiction writing, and I used to take fiction writing courses. Um, This was during the time period when I was in sales and miserable and hating my life, and I knew I wanted to be a writer, so I was trying to do as many like writing-related things outside of work that I could, and I took a fiction writing class. I took actually two of them. In New York City, it was so much fun. I We had a writing group, but there was a quote that the instructor would always say, which is, kill your darlings. And it's funny because I thought Stephen King said this, that was his phrase, but evidently it was William Faulkner. So I don't know who this quote can be really attributed to, but just remember, kill your darlings. That means you can be, or you should be, really ruthless when you edit. 
and I know we can get attached to our words and our writing and say, oh, I just love that sentence or I love that joke or I love that little tagline, but you gotta be ruthless. You gotta cut out as much as possible because with copywriting, you want your writing to be succinct. Sentences tend to be choppier. It's a matter of getting the point across in as little time as possible because what we're writing and what, what we're trying to do is grab the attention and obviously you know we're dealing with short attention spans as it is so in digital copywriting or, or digital advertising marketing we call it stop the scroll right like it's there's so much going on online we're being bombarded so you need to get your message across um, especially the first sentence or the headline whatever the attention grabber is it needs to be very uh, written very simply and it needs to be uh, written very succinctly and that brings me right to tip number five which is using active voice instead of passive voice now I'm going to save you the grammar lecture. I hate grammar. I am not the best. If it was not for these AI tools like Grammarly, if it were not for Google where I could constantly look up grammar rules, I would be screwed as a writer. I just suck at grammar. Um, I actually was on track my freshman year of college to do this five-year publishing program. I would graduate with a master's in publishing in five years and they start everyone off with a like grammar course and we were reading grammar out of a book it was called like grammar girl and I see other writers talking about this book if you are the type of person that could read a book on commas and stuff um reach out to me because maybe I'll interview you because that is so the opposite of me <laughs> you could probably share some really interesting uh insights on that it's just my absolute nightmare which is I guess weird as a writer but it just is what it is other side note when I was an ESL instructor which ESL stands for English as a second language I used to teach adults uh, primarily from Asia, but I had some Latin people, but it was mostly uh, Japanese and Korean people. Uh, so I was teaching them English as a second language. I don't speak anything but English. And to be an ESL instructor, that's all you need to know. Like English, like if English is your first language, you can teach ESL. You don't need to know your student's language. And it was so funny when it came down to me teaching these grammar lessons. I was horrible. And my students, like even the ones that really had a hard time speaking English, they knew <laughs> the grammar rules so much better than me. It was so embarrassing. But in general, that's kind of how it works with the English language is that you can be really proficient in reading and writing. And the grammar rules, you take them for granted you completely forget how you even learned grammar rules because they become second nature so anyway i'm getting off topic i just want to exemplify that using active voice versus passive voice is really important and this isn't some lengthy grammar lesson what this really means is that you're using a lot of ing words instead of ed meaning like you're not writing any past tense words so let me give you an example this is a pass uh, a passive voiced uh sentence 
because of the weather, I'm forced to stay inside, right? Like that word forced has the ed at the end, so that's passive. Now, this is the active voice. The weather is forcing me to stay inside. So, right, instead of forced with an ed, I'm saying forcing me to stay inside. <laughs> All right, guys, imagine me teaching this stuff. It's just straight embarrassing. But what I'm really concerned with here, and the reason I bring this up, is that it's a readability thing. It just is more complex. It takes the brain a little bit more calories to process a uh, passive voice. And we really want this writing to be very succinct and action-oriented and very easy to read. And that is achieved through writing in the passive voice. So to remember that, just remember that we always want to say ing words, running, um, swimming, um, cooking. <laughs> By the way, just take advantage of software and AI tools like Grammarly because they will automatically point out anytime you write in past tense and you have the ability to correct the sentence. So yay, thank God for robots. Okay, number six is to get feedback. Now, one of the most common questions I get is like, hey, how do I learn copywriting? How do I get into this? This is specifically for copywriters who are just starting out. They always ask that. and. I always say like, hey, I never learned copywriting. I genuinely just wrote a blog post and like created my own little portfolio that was filled with three blog posts. Most people might not know how to write copy necessarily, but we pretty much all now know how to write a high school level essay. And to me, blogs and articles are just like high school essays. They have a title, an introduction, a middle, and a conclusion. <laughs> you just have to really learn SEO to make it a blog post, right? We all know this basic form of writing already. So definitely start there. But did I read any books on copywriting before I created that portfolio and started pitching clients? No, I did not. I, I didn't. I would say my advantage was that I had sales experience and I understood a basic uh, understanding of marketing. I understood what lead generation was. I understood how a company makes revenue. And I understood how sales and marketing departments work together because I was a sales rep, right? So that's probably why I didn't need to read anything about copywriting to understand what the goal was. But the, the getting back to the feedback portion, so the reason why it's a waste of time to try to sit there and practice copywriting is that copywriting requires a lot of trial and error, a lot of feedback. It requires rewrites. It requires approval. And from a marketing perspective, from the people who are hiring you, it requires A-B testing, meaning that one subject line on email can totally bomb and you need to take that information and switch up the subject line. It's, it's trial and error for everyone. So getting it right on the first try is kind of a, a waste of time. It's really not like this endeavor that's even possible. You definitely need rewrites and feedback and, and criticism. So that's why guys, in terms of like, hey, make sure you're getting feedback on your writing, my advice, just take action and start pitching clients 
as soon as you possibly can. Create your own writing samples. Like I said, blogs are the easiest and start pitching them to clients because the, the sooner you can get feedback on your writing, the sooner you can start to improve. And that's really the only way to improve other than doing your research on that target audience that you're writing for. The best writing could potentially not look like great writing, but if it connects with the audience, it has achieved its goal. So it's even critical to get feedback from somebody that is in your industry who can critique your work beyond just, hey, here's a correction of your grammar. Like for me, if a SaaS writer, a technology writer gave me a blog post to edit, I would know, I would have so much insight beyond like, hey, just, you know, here, you know, check, check this grammar thing, like uh, make this shorter. No, I can say, hey, in this industry, you know, you want to make sure that you really explain this. You want to make sure this, you want to make sure that. So whoever is giving you feedback needs to have knowledge of your industry too. So the only person that can do that, guys, is clients. Okay, so that is my little wrap up on how to really improve your writing, your copywriting skills. And these are very easy to implement and you can start seeing results really quickly. You wanna definitely start with research. You wanna start by knowing your audience. You wanna write in a conversational tone, make sure that you are writing the way you speak or your audience speaks. You want to chop, chop, edit, be savage, be very ruthless when you edit, kill your darlings, be succinct. You want to write in the active voice instead of passive voice. That really helps with readability and keeps, you know, the tone of the article moving very quickly. It's very accessible. And then finally, get feedback from your clients. And if you want to learn how to land clients, go to paidcopywriter.com and download my LinkedIn guide. It's a LinkedIn guide for freelancers. It's how you can get on this free platform and start cold pitching clients. You might have heard of cold email or letters of introduction, LOI. It's just a matter of proactively reaching out to clients and introducing yourself. My opinion is that LinkedIn is the best platform to be doing this on, but you have to understand how to use it as a freelancer because there's so many different ways and reasons and industries and professionals they're all using linkedin a certain way but i use linkedin to transition out of my nine to five to full-time freelance even though i had no writing experience so go to paidcopywriter.com it's under the free download section it's my linkedin guide and i look forward to speaking to you guys next week on the next episode bye